When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Bud Light Coaches Show with Coach Dan Hawkins and the voice of the Yankees, Scott Marsh. And a very pleasant good evening to you. Welcome inside Woodstocks. We are here in downtown Davis for the UC Davis Bud Light Football Coaches Show. We've got a big crowd here as we'll be with you until 8 o'clock tonight. We've got a big show for you as well. Of course, Coach Hawkins is here. Our broadcast partner, Scott Barry, is here as well. We're going to hear from Roland O'Cansey and Will Martin from the football team. We're going to hear from Tracy Lamb of the soccer team as well. So we've got a packed hour for you, and we look forward to talking all UC Davis for the next 60 minutes or so. Coach, great to see you again, and great to be back here at Woodstocks. Well, Scott just told me before we went on that uh, Mike Shaw, former uh, Aggie great Mike Shaw, said we have good chemistry together, so <laughs> feeling good about that. If Mike Shaw says you guys have good chemistry, you know that is the truth. He knows something about chemistry. Yeah, he does. He, he does a lot about chemistry. Smartest yeah. guy ever played yeah. football at Davis. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Coach. Uh, obviously, it was a tough weekend at home on Saturday. Montana came in and, and got the victory 45-20. to 20. Midway through the week, I know you've moved on. You're thinking North Dakota at this point, but can you give us some, some takeaways from Saturday? I just felt bad. I didn't do a better job getting our guys ready to go. I always try to gauge their <clears throat> emotional level. I thought it was good. I thought we were great. We try not to make too much or too little of games. And <clears throat> I think maybe, I don't know whether it's the, the standard or the pressure or the expectation uh, I just thought the wind was out of our sails just a little bit uh, for a variety of reasons. But I felt bad that I didn't get our guys emotionally because I'm, I'm usually kind of that guy. I'm usually the, uh, the sensei that can kind of feel that a little bit. And I just thought our guys just a little tight and didn't play with as much fun. Not as many smiles. Um, we had some mistakes that hurt us that we obviously have to continue, but... Gosh, I want I want our guys to play free and be in flow, and they just were they just weren't having a lot of fun. Now I've said before, give Montana a lot of credit. They woodshedded us. Their coach did a better job than me getting them ready to play. They out executed us, they out outplayed us, and they they flat took it to us. I'm not making excuses at all. They they had a lot to do with that. 
uh, and they've been very good football team. But as we told them, uh, we all lost one game and one part of the championship last year, and you know <clears throat> we're not really playing for that. But all those things are still out there. We just have to get our bearings back underneath us and get on the plane and go back to North Dakota again. Get ready to go. Yep, you've got a trip to Grand Forks coming up on Saturday. It's now North Dakota State University of North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks. And we'll talk about that. It's very appropriate that uh, we're playing the Fighting Hawks, I thought, today. And also, when I found out about your father-in-law, too, he'll be out there in his last name and everything else. We've got a lot of similarities coming in for this one on Saturday, Coach. Well, my wife's uh, father, Bob Hokinson, graduated from North Dakota in the 50s. He's in their Hall of Fame as a basketball player, was in the Phil Jackson uh, era back there. Uh, a lot of roots back in the Midwest. I think we're going to have about 50 relatives there. But, uh, yeah, Hoke will be with us. He's, I don't know exactly. He's one of the leading basketball coaches in the state of California. I mean, he coached over 30 years and won over 20 games a year for 30 years. And I think they went 20 years without losing a, a home game up there in Happy Camp. And so, uh, luckily, it's it's out in the middle of nowhere. Otherwise, I would have never got my wife. So, kept all, <laughs> kept all the competition away. <laughs> But, yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, he'll be making the trip back with us. I actually found out today that he said he'd be wearing blue and gold, but green socks. So we'll have to check his socks before he gets on the plane. Yeah, we may not let him board if he's got the green socks going. We'll have to have Misty on top of that one, make sure that doesn't take place. Now, I heard you talk about Monday in, in the press conference that at one point in, in his life, he was actually living underneath the football stadium. I was thinking Rudy and, like, the whole story and everything else. How did that happen? I thought no, you were they, kidding. That, no, I was real. No, yeah, I, they, I they actually had a room yet. there, though. I mean, yeah. I don't know what a semblance of uh, a room. I, yeah. I, my, my sense is it was pretty rugged, but there, but there were showers and okay. toilets oh. and those types of things. I, I had like a storage shed or like the equipment closet or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it but, wasn't yeah. quite as primitive no, yeah. as that, but part of their scholarship. So they had a decent amount of athletes, I think, live under there. Hockey lived under there and basketball and track. He also ran track there as well. Glad to have you listening here on Sports 1140 KHDK. We're on Facebook Live, too. You can watch us go to the UC Davis Athletics page. You can throw in questions from there as well. Dan, you talked about your team maybe not playing with, with as much fun as they normally do. I'm just curious as a coach, how, how do you coach that? And I know you, you keep in the process. There's been expectations coming into the year. How do you meld all those things together and be a, a, a grand psychologist as much as coach? Well, Scott knows. It's it's the performance anxiety curve. It's the Jim Soaker, Bob Foster, uh, you know, I always say train high and play low. Like, get your motor going in practice and then just calm down and take a breath during the game. Uh, but we're learning. We're learning and growing. When Scott and I were here, we were used to having the – I don't know it's the pressure, the expectation that you're going to win the championship or you should win the championship and that you should go to the playoffs. And So I think we kind of got used to that. You understand how to deal with it emotionally throughout the day and be able to take your classes. And But our guys are still learning that. They'll start to learn that. I, I felt a little bit last year as we kind of creeped on in the playoffs, I felt a little bit of pressure come in on our guys. Mm. School and... Um, so, yeah, we just had a lot more fun, and uh, we got a pizza. We watched Monday Night Football. and I'll tell you what, though, we got after in practice, and I told them we were going to. We did. We went full pack jack, and it wasn't quite the old Wednesday night days. Of course, you quarterbacks, you never got hit. <laughs> you never got hit anyway. Ever. But. You got to wear that red jersey even back there in the day. No, 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 no. Okay. There was no red jerseys or no. yellow jerseys. Uh -huh. I, I, I was just going to add that, you know, my senior year here, 
uh, it took us till about game five to become the team we were. I remember we, that year we beat at a bat, uh, uh, okay win against Cal Lutheran. We lost to Santa Clara. We beat Cal Poly ten to six. Chico State sixteen to thirteen, a last second field goal. Hayward State thirteen to twelve. Uh, San Francisco State, we should have blown them out 21-3. to And it wasn't until Game 5, and I was thinking about something you said, like playing quarterback and being the quarterback or playing yeah. running back and being the quarterback. Gerald Liggins didn't become the running back until Game 5. Neither did Frank Bispo, Chris Sinnott at tight end, Rob Cunin at flanker. Sometimes it takes a few games to get into that. I mean, I've, I watched the way you guys prepare and practice. I, I have the, uh, nothing but belief in this in the system that they have that has to pay off and it has to be productive you know at some point and it has been in different in different moments just not quite at the same time you know i would say this you guys know scott knows this it's never as good or as bad as you think yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of chipper after the game i've kind of got my chest out and chin up and being the strong leader then usually the next morning i you don't really want to get around me because i'm pretty deep uh, and then, then when I watched the film, actually, she was just just a couple of things here or there mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, we we we, we struggled. We had a couple of penalties, and we hold them to a field goal at seventeen fourteen. But then they come out and score, and then we throw the pick, and yeah. then the next play is the big play where we yeah. try to disrupt it, and they, he ran down the field. So. Couple plays in there really just steal your heart and soul away. And you're and you're in the first half. You're backed up, like running yeah. that offense from the five yard line, the ten yard line, third and twelve from the ten yard line is very different than third and twelve from the fifty yard line, right? Yeah, and yeah. You, you have some self inflicted wounds, be, yeah. which become they, they're. If, that's why I think for our guys, rather than just shake it off and go, let's play. It's they're beating themselves up about yeah. it, and and yeah. it's never. We never tried it. I think perfect is a wrong way to go. Um, we just want to play well and be the best version of ourselves, understanding that there's going to be some mistakes. Uh, but like I said, I, I think in the end game, I really can't. I walked off. I told Bobby Houck after the game, I said, hey, you did a great job. You got them ready to go. You guys licked us. And they and they did. But much like I always say, you go back to a couple of plays and you're going, hmm, could have been a little different in here. But what is good as should is, and we got the Fighting Hawks now. Yeah, got the Fighting Hawks, and certainly Dalton Schneed played a great game. And there were a couple of throws in that third quarter where I, I thought the, the coverage was fantastic. Yeah. He just made a brilliant throw twice to the end zone to Jerry Lou McGee. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see our game against them last year? No. Well, I, I told Snead after the game, I gave him a lot of credit because I think he struggled last year. Yeah. He turned the ball over, right. threw some picks, put the ball on the ground, uh, some errant throws. But I give him a lot of credit because you could really feel his presence in that yeah. game. And he made runs and he made throws and he just carried himself and that, that team followed him. So I give him a lot of credit. Uh, I that he that dude had that. that game. He circled that game oh, yeah. all summer long. Oh, yeah. And he's had his eye because he, he had a lot of attention. When he started running, that's, that's when I said, I was like, yeah. that's a problem. When you yeah. got a QB who can run kind of an intentional way, kind of. Um, not he's he didn't run in a scattered way. It was very intentional. He was a called run, or if he was under pressure, mm-hmm. that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, I, yeah, they, I think they all. I think they all had a circle. Yeah, no, yeah. they were ready after. And last that's another year. thing too that our guys yeah. need to understand is everybody's going to try to. Everybody spent all off season trying to defeat Jake Mayer. Yeah, they their coaches spent a lot of time watching Davis film. How do we defeat Jake Mayer? And how do we defeat Davis? 
So you got to learn how to combat that as well. Yeah, you're a marked team on every person's schedule. Scott, I wanted to get into your superpowers. We were kind of having this conversation oh, a little yeah. bit earlier today. and Just yes. talk about that and, and where that fits into everything that's going on. Well, you know, I, what I say, superpower, uh, desire is the first superpower. It's interesting, though. So, you know, when I look at everything that you say, everything that's going on, first off, I just never assumed that I would know what it's like to be a coach. I mean, I, I trust Dan. I mean, he's, he's, you've seen, I mean, you've seen everything in this game, and this is not Close. the first time you've been in a situation <laughs> where you're, you're, you have a team that you see all the potential, and maybe it hasn't uh, realized that potential. And so the things I look at are like the turnovers and penalties. You've got to get rid of them. Like win, lose, or draw, you can't have, I'm like, you have no turnovers and five or less penalties. Got to get rid of those. I mean, you just absolutely have to get that out. And hopefully you get it out of your system. And the other thing I was just thinking is like sometimes you need to know you can still win when it's not your day. Learn how to win in, in kind of um, win ugly. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the um, Andre Agassi example I give when he hired Brad Gilbert to teach him how to win ugly. Like Andre could only win when it was his day. So right. you looked at Saturday, you felt early kind of wasn't our day. you could feel the energy was yeah. off a little bit so then as a player you got to go hey i can still win today i just have to be pay more attention and be more exact and maybe a little grittier you know like yeah. you learn that though you know and so i don't i think there's nothing but potential i, I think there's nothing but this team i keep saying this and I, I i hope i'm right that i see a run of really complete performances coming you know it just you can't prepare the way they do and yep. that not happen it's just impossible yep yeah. dan specifically can you explain offensive interference to everybody because i get a lot of questions in the last couple of games and the offensive interference penalties that have been called well it's the same as should be for defense as well so what we had happen in the game saturday was we threw a uh, kind of a check down swing route to yep. lonzi and uh Chris Vaughn just blocked. He just got a little over anxious and blocked his guy. We always talk about recovery effort, and we want our receivers yep. to snap their eyes around and get recovery out and block their guy. And he just was there a little bit early. Um, <laughs> Cross deal was a, they've eliminated these blind cracks in college football, which I think is great. And yep. the more safe they can make it, great. Right. Um, and I'm not going to totally debate it, but it was right. I mean, he was right there by the ball carrier. So yeah. I don't know. It's not like it was right out in the middle of the field, but it is what it is, and you have to learn to adapt and adjust. So, and he had his shoulder. He didn't just have his head in front of the guy; he had his shoulder entirely in front of that guy. Yeah, but okay. you have to present yeah, yeah. your hands. Yeah. Uh, but we just have to. We have to coach better. We have to practice better. We have to play better, and, and we're addressing that. And um, you know, we we. <laughs> I think it's funny sometimes they go, "You don't have a disciplined team when you have penalties." I mean. We have Davis guys. There is nobody more disciplined yeah. than these guys. Truthfully, what I think it is is they're just trying to get out of, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm going to do something, he talks about superpowers. They're all trying yeah. to go, I'm going to go Superman. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do Superman. Right. Do the things you've been doing in practice. We had a couple other things happen as well that you're going, huh? I mean, we had face masking. We're punting the ball, and EFO gets a face mask, and it was a good call. Yeah. But I'm like, what, what what are we doing right there? And even in the game, he goes, I don't I don't really know. And you're watching him afterwards. I'm going, don't just do what we yeah do what you normally do. What we do. Practice. But when you're trying to do too much, yep. that's when you get into trouble. 
Jake, I think, really has felt a, an enormous amount of responsibility and pressure. And the through the 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 pick he threw to uh, Dante Olson. Yeah. I mean, he clearly was underneath that, but Jake's going, hey, I'm going to throw this ball right over the top of him to my guy right there, and Dante made a good play on it. And Dante's and, long. He's 6'3". He's got long arms. Yeah. You know. But, you know, Jake, again, he's trying, he's trying to make something happen. He's yeah. trying to get it going, and yeah. he just needs to understand to take another slide and check it down. Yeah. And, and, and with him, too, I mean, he, was, he completed 75% of his passes for, for 275 yards and three touchdowns, yep. and you go, hey, what's wrong with Jake? There's really <laughs> right, nothing exactly. wrong with Jake. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a great game by right. any standards. Yeah, the pick, that that wasn't a horrible pick. He's trying to get in there. Yep. That fumble was a freak play. I mean, yeah, the guy's playing really the guy's playing really well. Yeah. You oh, know? Without a doubt, he's playing yeah. He's playing at all-American level. For I sure. want him to have more fun playing. I want yeah. him to be more relaxed and enjoy the – but I think even though we say those things, he's feeling the burden of – uh, and Tim Plow does such an amazing job with our guys getting them ready, but he watches all this <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and all, all this Drew Brees, and, you know, I think yeah. sometimes maybe these guys think, oh, I should be like Drew Brees. I, <laughs> I should be like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I would not watch Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes <laughs> if I was a quarterback. Don't even, I don't know what they do with the football. Whatever they do yeah. in the football, it's a mystery to most uh, people. Absolutely. All right, guys. Good way to start things off. We'll bring you back up in just a little bit. We'll talk about North Dakota as well. Want to get into the whole thing with uh, what the California just voted on with the athletes, too. I think that's very interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. But first, let's uh, bring up Roland O'Cansey, Will Martin. They're going to come up next. This is the UC Davis Bud Light Coaches Show. We are live at Woodstock's Pizza here, right here in the heart of downtown Davis. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp Code Football Edition. This is how you say, game tonight. Bring Bud Light. Fantasy fees are due. That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light. Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. Here's to the regular Joes. Hi. The Everyday Jays. Actually, it's Monica, but... Hard-working people. Thanks. At Golden One Credit Union, we're proud to work hard for you. Because as part of a not-for-profit credit union, you're not just a customer. You're a member. So whether it's better rates or fewer fees, everything we do, we do for you. And now all Californians can join. Become a member. Golden One Credit Union. We're stronger together. Insured by NCUA. This month, Northwest Exteriors is cutting through all the noise for you. Northwest Exteriors will meet or beat any Anlin window offer you get, or you get $1,000. $1,000. Visit NorthwestExteriors.com. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. American Idol winner Scotty McCreary is coming to Sacramento. This is it. One night only, Friday night, October 4th at the Grounds in Roseville. And for today only, get four tickets for the price of two. That's right, you can bring your entire family of four to the show for only $56. Now that's a fun night out. Scotty McCreary and special guests King Calloway and Dylan Carmichael under the stars Friday night. Get your tickets and more info at khdk.com. A men's health moment with Dr. Arakaki. Many men get grouchy as they age. This could be an indicator of a medical condition called andropause, also known as low testosterone, which has an adverse effect on their mood and sense of well-being. 
Learn more at universalmensclinic.com. For world-class expertise made for the very young to the young at heart, for the convenience and the care you need, discover your healthy with UC Davis Health. With 17 neighborhood clinics, including one right here in Davis on West Covell Boulevard, you'll have primary and specialty care whenever and wherever you need us. During open enrollment, visit health.ucdavis.edu slash Aggies and discover your partner in healthcare. This is UC Davis Health, proud partner of UC Davis Aggies Football. This is Sports 1140 KHDK. We do sports. Welcome back into the UC Davis Bud Light Coaches Show. We are live here at Woodstock's Pizza. Glad to be here always. They take such great care of us, Ted and the whole crew. We appreciate everything they do for us here at Woodstock's. We're going to hear from Coach Hawk just a little bit later on, and we'll bring Scott Berry back as well. But right now, we want to talk to a couple of the players on the team we've got offense and defense represented will martin who is now taking over as center for the aggies he was center and now back at it and of course defensive lineman roland okancy guys thanks for being out here appreciate you taking some time out of the week to, to come join us here yeah thanks for having us all right let's uh, yeah no it's good to have you out here i look forward to talking to you guys will let's let's talk about you first obviously moving back over to the the center position a position you're very familiar with with the injury to the connor and, and just talk about this year and you've kind of played a couple of positions and where things are at right now. Honestly, it's going pretty well. Uh, I've had quite a few reps at center, so the transition's pretty seamless. Uh, as an offensive lineman, you kind of have to know what all front five guys do uh, at any time during any game and for any game plan. So yeah. the transition's been fairly seamless. Yeah, and let's go back to last year because you were starting center at San Jose State mm-hmm. got hurt, and then Connor took over, did a tremendous job. Now Connor's hurt. Now you're kind of back in the saddle, more or less, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So you're fully ready for the the opportunity and the experience. Talk about what it's like specifically at UC Davis, because you're you're out of the gun every time. So you're you're making that long snap and everything else. And just talk about the chemistry that's needed between you and Jake Mayer. Well, the chemistry is is the most important, honestly, because. Uh, Without a snap, you don't have a play in football. So uh, him and I often have to uh, work one-on-one uh, to get the snap to perfection, so to say. Um, we got to uh, occasionally go under center for certain plays, but honestly, mostly it's in the gun. Uh, so we have to practice it and, and keep with it. Yep. Is there any specific place that Jake likes the ball? I mean, are you looking for an exact spot every time you, you hike it back mm-hmm. to him? Where, where is that? Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> if you ask him. Right. If you ask him, he would honestly say within arm's length that's is good. Uh-huh. So anywhere in his scope of where his arms he can catch yep. is good. But uh, for centers and offensive line, we prefer it to be about chest height. It's easier to catch it for him, the better. So we try and make sure we're very accurate with the snaps so that he can make a quick transition to his reads to hand it off around the ball, whatever he needs to. Yep. And obviously, you know, when you're in that situation, you're hiking it, and then you've got to be ready to block right yep. away too. That poses a special challenge versus being a guard or a tackle. Oh, yeah. Well, with that, you kind of have to uh, – a little inside scoop of uh, center 101 here. Yeah, is, let's hear it. Let's get is, into the weeds uh, here. We actually – Everyone thinks that Jake controls the snap, but uh-huh. I do. <laughs> well, and I was going to so, get into that because yeah. I know at the North Dakota State game, you guys went without cadence. Right. So right. you're basically in charge of when everybody else is supposed to move. Yep. How, how does that work? 
Well, uh, honestly, it's, it's just everyone on the same page. Everyone has to know what uh, our certain indicator, our certain uh, trigger, I guess, is for the snap. And we often try to uh, change it up a little bit because our, our cadences are fairly simple. So in order to have the defensive uh, line to not jump the cadence, uh, we got to change it up a few times, which is why we have our tempo change fast, slow, medium, all over the place. Um, but anyway, so with the center, you kind of have to, like, it's it's on us. So that disadvantage where you have to snap it and, and block is I actually turned it into my advantage. And I'm actually moving before or even as the ball is being snapped. So it's 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 kind of a rhythm you got to figure out. Yeah, you do get the advantage in that situation. Talk about how that worked at North Dakota State with all that noise. Right. Uh, it was... Uh, First off, it was a pretty fun environment because you just hear, like, the electric crowd and also uh, a hush whenever you get a, a big play. Um, but at North Dakota State, it wasn't too bad. We uh, we practiced with uh, crowd noise all week, so we were fairly used to it. We yeah. were ready. Uh, we uh, transitioned to communicating non-verbally. And uh, our O-line has, has a pretty good uh, rhythm, and we, we kind of – just a tap or a head nod, and guys will know what uh, we want to do before we even do it. So. Yeah. It it was it wasn't too bad. It was it was it was fun because of the noise, but I think we uh, executed fairly well in spite of it. Yeah, you guys did a great job, Roland. I'll bring you in here because uncharacteristically, there were a few offsides calls on oh, Saturday yeah. too. And just talk about you're, you're trying to get a jump. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dalton Schneed knows that he's trying to draw you offside. So, what's that balance there? Yeah, you know, um, it's it just uh, going back to practice. Uh, we should have practiced that more. You know, usually we just go on one snap count, and uh, that's why I'm coming up for the next game. We got to work on that better. You know, he did a great job of trying to get us outside, and um, that's just something we need to work on later. Yeah, he obviously had a great game on Saturday. And, right. and just talk about that. I, I know, obviously, it was a t- tough loss at home for you guys against Montana. Mm-hmm. They came in on a, on a mission, right, because you oh, guys yeah. beat them down last year in their place. They had this game right. schedule, and to their credit, they, they, play, they did. They played a great game. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, they, it was a tough loss for us. But, you know, uh, as Coach Hogg always said, you got to give those guys credit when yep. credit is due. You know, they came down there did that thing. Um, you know, but just looking at the film is really not that much of a difference. You know, they just wanted the little things, the little details. Like uh, defensively, we had a lot of guys miss a line, and uh, they were just hitting those gaps. And uh, just uh, tackling, too. We just got to tackle better as a defense. Yeah, I was going to say, there, was, there were quite a few missed tackles, and oh, they yeah. were creating that, too. But that's right. a little bit uncharacteristic. You guys have been a good tackling team so far this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, tackling is just something we got to get better at this week. Uh, we, uh, that's, that was something really important that we talked about after the game. You know, that's something that's really hurt us. So uh, next week we're going to get that fixed. How do you actually – approach that though i mean you don't get a lot of opportunities to tackle anymore right, right. i mean i know you padded up today and got yeah. after it a, a little bit but it's not like it used to be i mean you, you can't hit the quarterback you can't right. hit a lot of people out there you know you're pulling up you're in shorts a lot so how do you actually improve day by day at tackling which is so critical to the game Right, you know, um, in practice we don't we don't really have that much live periods, but when we do, we just gotta take advantage of that. You know, uh, like again, Coach Hog always said, take your cool shoes off. You know, a lot of guys want to stay high, but you gotta get down, get low, and just hit those guys, man. Absolutely. As so we talk with Roland O'Cancy, Will Martin, and how about just when you guys match up in practice, lines versus lines? I, I know you guys are on the same team, but in practice, you're not really. I mean, right. so how hard do you yep. guys get after it? Honestly, we uh, we get after each other pretty good. I mean, just today we had guys, uh, let's call it a, a heated discussion uh, yeah. today at practice, you know. But it's it's good, though. It's I mean, as soon as you walk 
even away from the drill, we're all we're all friends. We're all buddies. You know, we we know we're all trying to uh, strive for a common goal, and so it, you you have to have some of that. You have to walk the line and be on edge to have a good a good team and to know where. Uh, because you do your best practice when you're going as fast as possible and close to game speed. Absolutely. For you, Roland, same Oh, time. yeah, you know, like, like Will said, it's, it's definitely a competition every day, you know, because those guys are competitive. We're yeah. competitive, too. So it's like a, a heated discussion every day we go against them, man. But I, I love it. That's honestly what makes us better. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, Roland, about Doug Drakeley. Uh-huh. I think he's such a great story, right? 27, oh, yeah. 28 years old, right. in the Army for five years. Um, what's it been like playing with him and what kind of experiences has he shared with you guys? You know, it's, it's been honestly a great experience. He's a great dude. He has a ton of experience in the Army and he just brings that to us too. You know, he helps a lot. He sees guys um, slacking up, not doing what they're supposed to do. He helps pick his teammates up. And he, he's just a great dude overall. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's such a great story and everybody always asks me about him as a broadcaster. Hey, what's up with that Doug Drakeley story? You know, oh, yeah. like it, uh, I just think it's it's amazing will for you obviously you're 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 trying to protect jake with your life Mm -hmm. so i'm just what does it feel like when you see jake take a a big hit like he gets rid of the ball quick he hasn't taken a lot of sacks he's taken a lot of hits at times right i know you take that personally what what is that feeling like when you look back and you see jake on the ground definitely uh honestly it it hurts a little bit it's kind of like you you messed up you uh you got a mission so to say is to protect him and, and he should have the cleanest jersey on the field uh so it, it it doesn't feel uh, good, so to say, when he takes a big hit. But we always try and uh, pick him up, give him a high five, a little helmet slap, you know, to let him know we're there, we got him. Uh, and it's just a trust between him and us, you know. Yeah, so. and probably because Jake takes it so well, it probably even makes it a little bit tougher, right? Yeah, definitely. Because you know he, he uh, he's he not complaining. Off, just ah, oh, it's nothing, you know. Right. Uh, but for us, it's just like they they add up, and it's a long season, and, and we wanted. You want to take care of your man. Perfect shape. Absolutely. So. He's, he is one tough hombre, man. He, he yes, can take a hit. How about blocking for Yolanzo and, and Tehran? They're two mm. different style backs, and I know you have okay. different blocking schemes, but is there a big difference between blocking for one or the other, or is it kind of the same? Honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty close. Uh, I would say probably the biggest time we, uh, we feel it is if he gets – uh, like Tehran, Tehran, we call him the diesel. He is a diesel, <laughs> man. I call him uh, the, the bowling ball. Right. Is is when he is trying to do a shoot the gap on like a yeah. third and one or fourth mm-hmm. and one. And, and sometimes your old lineman, you take it in, in the back when he runs into us to, I can't to feel fall good. forward, you know. That's yeah. about the biggest time you, you can tell. But they're, they're phenomenal dudes. They uh, both have quite a tremendous speed and yeah. as well as strength. And, and Yolanzo is so different. shifty. You yeah. know, he, he moves left, right, back, left so fast. You know, mm-hmm. that's his real strike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a shifty dude. And honestly, we, we can't really tell when uh, a guy's back there uh, who's different, you know. So we just we, we block as well as we can and, yep. and hope to see him running down the field. Yeah. You know? You know, so many people say that offensive line is the most critical team on the field. You know, quarterbacks sell the attention, but that O-line is so critical. And teamwork and chemistry is everything to an offensive line. Can you, can you talk about that and how close the unit is overall? Definitely. Uh, we're, we've got some pretty close dudes. I mean, we, our two tackles have mullets. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's, it's, it's vital to have uh, great chemistry and work as, as one team or as one uh, front five. Uh, because all it takes is, is one guy to miss his assignment or to do the wrong thing, and 
you have a blown play. So it's imperative that you have all five guys working uh, together as one. Yeah. Talking with the Will Martin rolling a little cancy here on the Bud Light UC Davis Coaches Show. Uh, Roland, I wanted to get into your born in Guinea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just reading your bio. Mm-hmm. And it, it says you, you speak, is it colloquial? It's colloquial. It's, it's Col- naturally Liberian English. What is Liberi- Liberian so, English? It's like it's a mix of English and the Liberian language. So okay. It's like, just broken English. Right. Would I be able to understand you if you broke out in that right now? Uh, yeah. So let's say I'm trying to say my name is Roland. Yeah. In Liberian English, you'd be like, Oh, my name Roland. Uh-huh. So they just cut out little phrases I and see. with an accent. They're efficient. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was it a transition at all for you? In, oh, in yeah. So I, I came to the U.S. Um, when I was in middle school. Okay. Yeah, it, it was definitely a different transition for me, you know, just getting used to uh, just the whole setting, the weather, the food. You know, I adapt pretty quickly. So yeah, how, how did you come over here? What was the, the process or the reasoning? Uh, to UC Davis. Oh, you, when you came over to school? For oh, yeah. So, sorry, um, sorry. I'm right, in middle so, school. Right. So yeah. my dad actually lived in the U.S., and then me and my mom was back in Liberia. So he actually came here first, and after he came here, he worked, on, he worked hard, and then he sent for us, me and my mom, to just get a better opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Now you're at UC Davis. You're getting that better opportunity oh, yeah. right now. Definitely. Man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Do you ever break into the library in English? How to practice or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, with my, uh, my D lineman, uh-huh. they, they all yeah. know, like, we all say a little silly thing, like, L-I-B, baby. You know, that, that's just... <laughs> Right, so like I I speak my language around them all the time. They don't have a problem with it. That's fantastic. And yeah. just on the defensive side, it's all about disruption. I know Coach Tucker, he's really preaching that, right? The oh, yeah. Sacks, turnovers, mm-hmm. chaos, all those types of things. Just talk about the philosophy on the defensive side. You know, defense, we really uh, try to embody the whole blue force mentality. Yeah. You know, whenever you step on the field, you got to give it your all, go 100%. And uh, our defense this year, we really want, we're trying to cause disruption. So just getting that quarterback hits and pressure all the time. Yeah, and you guys have done a good sh- job of that so far, especially in that Lehigh game with those seven sacks. And- oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a big one for us. Yeah, That was huge. All right, let's talk to North Dakota a little bit before we wrap things up here. Okay. It's a big game to get back on track. Every game is a big game. That's the biggest cliche a broadcaster can ever say. But right. you want to you get back on that winning track on Saturday at North Dakota. What do you see as some of the keys to the game? Because obviously the Fighting Hawks, are they're a physical Midwest team. Again, it's going to be right. some more smash-mouth football, right? Yeah, they're, they're a pretty good team. You know, um, I was here a couple of years back. They came out to our home and beat us here. Yep. And so we're, we're really looking for that win over there. Um, but, yeah, they're a great team. Um, they have a pretty big running back. He's like 6'1", 240. So like defensively, we really got to get down and tackle and wrap up. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a key in the game. Yeah, we'll see who quarterbacks them as well. They've played a few quarterbacks throughout the first oh, yeah. few weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, what about on the offensive side? Well, on the offensive side, uh, as usual, we're going to look to be as fast as possible yep. and keep the defense confused. Uh, but – the real key is going to be uh, bringing a run game, you know. So uh, we ran it pretty well on them two years back, and that's going to be what we're looking to do again because I've got faith in Jake, and he's quite a quarterback, so we'll have the uh, pass game. So it's just up to us yeah. bringing the run game. Yeah, it should be another loud environment, homecoming for them yep. inside another dome. So we'll, we'll see how those cadences work out for you. It should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to getting back on track. And the great thing, even though we're going back to North Dakota, we're going on a charter plane. It's two and a half hours, three hours max. It's really not tough travel, even though we're going back to the Midwest again. So, right. yeah. Should be a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate that. Look forward to seeing you on Friday and getting ready for the big game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yep. Let's hear from Will Martin Roland O'Cancy here at Woodstock's Pizza. We're going to the break. We're going to talk a little soccer when we come back here. Tracy Ham is going to join me. The Women's coach 
and she's got a great story, and she's got a great documentary out as well, and I look forward to talking to her all about that. It's coming up next. This is the UC Davis Bud Light Coaches Show live from Woodstock right here, Sports 1140 KHTK. At Sports 1140 KHTK, we do sports. He'll shoot it, and he'll score it, and we'll listen in now. I love this moment. Deep drive into left, way back, turn and watch it fly. Hands, hands off the shell, the block by Devlin, the run over the left guard, the game's first touchdown, with seven to play in the fourth. Shoot, hit, score! How about that in front of a net? As the Sharks lead, one nothing. quarter, he's in! Touchdown, UC Davis! Sports 1140 KHDK. We do sports. For world-class expertise made for the very young to the young at heart. For the convenience and the care you need, discover you're healthy with UC Davis Health. With 17 neighborhood clinics, including one right here in Davis on West Covell Boulevard, you'll have primary and specialty care whenever and wherever you need us. During open enrollment, visit health.ucdavis.edu slash Aggies and discover your partner in health care. This is UC Davis Health, proud partner of UC Davis Aggies football. Randy, we've noticed you root for a different NFL team each week. Guys, Pepsi's They Win You Score promotion allows you to snap any NFL-themed bottle to unlock a new NFL team each week. If your team wins, you can instantly redeem rewards like NFLshop.com gift cards. Mm -hmm. Plus, you're entered for a chance to win weekly grand prizes like Super Bowl 52 tickets. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the NFL. No purchase necessary. Visit theywinyouscore.com for rules and details. Void where prohibited. Ends 10717. Must be 18 years of age or older to participate. Subject to official rules. Grant Apier here. Nothing tops the feel and performance of driving a new Lexus. And there's no finer place to acquire one than Lexus of Roseville. In the Roseville Auto Mall. Here, Roseville. Think Lexus. Lexus Roseville. Thank God for air conditioning. It's working overtime today. Glad you got a tune-up. Your father didn't, and we've been sleeping in a hotel. Hun, you got that tune-up from Bonnie, right? Got a better deal from her. They never learn. Now will you call Bonnie? It's not a real tune-up unless it's a Bonnie tune-up with a no-breakdown guarantee. Protect your family's comfort with Bonnie. B-O-N-N-E-Y, Bonnie.com. Call Bonnie. License 696 Can't get the car you really want? Meta Toyota can help. Regardless of your financial situation, employment, previous credit, doesn't matter. Meta Toyota has helped thousands of folks get the car they want, and we can help you. Learn more at MetaToyota.com. Made a great deal at Meta. This is Sports 1140 KHTK. We do sports. Welcome back into the Bud Light UC Davis Football Coaches Show. We are live on remote here at Woodstock's Pizza. We'll be with you until 8 o'clock. And we're also on Facebook Live. If you have some questions, you can certainly write in there as well. We would love to hear them. But right now, we're going to talk a little women's soccer. We have first-year head coach with us, Tracy Hammond. Tracy, it's great to have you here. You've got a big rooting section already. I can hear the people. They're excited to hear from you. Super excited. They are. I can tell. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. I, I want to hear about your service dog, first of all, because I know you have this great dog that hangs around. I have a service dog as well. So I, I get what that's all about. I love that part of it. Yes, Murphy. He's not here today. I should have brought him. You should have brought Murphy. I know. Yeah, that would have been great. He has his own Twitter handle now. So does he really? He How does. can we follow him? Um, he's MurphyBear3. I'm writing that down. Yeah, absolutely. Does he put out a lot of controversial he, stuff? You know what? Nothing politics controversial. Or? Mainly just pictures of his mom. Oh, okay. And okay. Um, his friends and his, his teammates. So, yeah. Okay, very <laughs> cool. Well, definitely follow Murph. That's great. Let's talk about 
being at UC Davis, your first year here. So what's it been like being at UC Davis? Uh, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, every day I come to work is honestly the best day. It doesn't even feel like work. Um, it's just been really incredible support from all the staff, and I love my team. Um, lots of personalities and just kind of, you know, understanding what the academic requirements are, and I'm excited that school got to start again, and there's people on campus. It's just been a really, really fun um, time so far. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously with the quarter system, don't get back to a little bit later. Mm -hmm. You went to Cal. Cal is on the semester system, and I could never really figure that out, how that UC is on a semester and UC Davis is on the quarter. I, it was very confusing yeah. for me also, yes. Mm -hmm. But anyways, your team is off to a good start. You beat Sac State. That's always a good way to start your career here at UC Davis with a win over the Hornets. Yes. All right, five wins coming into this thing. Tell us about your team a little bit. Um, we've got, you know, a pretty, pretty big group of returners. Uh, we had 15 returners and 14 incoming players. Um, so a pretty big mix. And I feel like the, the returners have done a great job kind of leading the team and teaching the, the incoming players um, how we want to do things here and kind of how to navigate college soccer. Um, like I said, a lot of personalities. We have a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter. Um, but I feel like we're, we're working on kind of changing the culture and getting them to compete and wanting to win. Um, and doing it consistently and having fun. It's a day-by-day -day process, isn't it? It is, every day. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. All right, I want to get into your background because your background is so interesting, and I know you've put together this documentary, which is, interestingly enough, called Coach, which totally makes sense, but your background as a player, obviously you played at Cal, you were a great player there, you went through the process of trying to get your Class A UEFA certification mm -hmm. and there was a lot of roadblocks and challenges to all of that. Can you kind of catch us a little bit up to speed in the time that we have on all of that? Sure. Um, so very quickly, I, I played professionally for two years after college and the pro league um, the United States didn't start until 2009 and I graduated from Cal in 2006. So there wasn't a pro league for me to play in. So I applied to U.S. soccer to get waived into the C license and they said I had to have played three years professionally. Right. Well, there wasn't an opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. So. Anyway, I decided to go a different route, you know, persevered through that, and I decided to look abroad and see what licenses there were. Um, so I ended up going to Wales and getting my UEFA B, um, and then I had such a great experience. I learned so much about the game, the X's and O's, and just kind of the tactical side of it. Uh, very different than the way we do things in the United States. And I applied. They invited me to come back to my UEFA A, so that took a year and a half, and I just got it in May of 2019. Um, so it's been amazing. I mean, the, the movie, the documentary basically follows me kind of in my pursuit to get the UFA. Um, I'm the second American female uh, with it. So it's been pretty pretty wild year for me. It's been a wild year for you. It's been a wild time just for women's soccer mm -hmm. overall. Want to get your thoughts on the national team and, of course, winning the gold and all those things at the World Cup mm -hmm. and and just where the state of women's soccer is right now. Yeah, there's, you know, they're using their platform um, to definitely make changes and, um, you know, highlight some of the things that I feel like have gone under the radar in terms of, you know, gender equity and uh, equal pay. And uh, it's been, I was in the World Cup. I went and watched in France and it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. Do you know a lot um, of players? Do you know I some do. coaches on the team? I do. Uh, a bunch of the girls I played with growing up. Uh, Megan Rapino yeah. was my year, so we played against each other like our whole lives. She's from Sacramento. Um, my roommate uh, when I was playing in Atlanta was Tobin Heath. Yep. So I coached Alex Morgan at Cal. So wow. there's lots of yeah, a lot of know, Cal connections. Really there. fun, really fun for me to um, you know see them win, and I was just super proud of them for you know battling through and winning the World Cup.
Yeah, no, it was absolutely a, a shining moment for the country, a great rallying point, and it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening in terms of the pay mm-hmm. scale with the women for men because the argument is, well, the men bring in more money, but that's not actually true, it turns out. Yeah, there's a lot of different misinformation or, you know, information that hasn't been accurate, so we'll see what happens with the lawsuit. I mean, obviously, I wish the best for them. Um, at the very least, it needs something that we can live off of. And hopefully, like I said, it uses their platform to kind of translate to other industries as well. Um, so we can get, you know, equal pay, not just in sports. It does. We're talking with Tracy Ham. She's the first year head coach of the women's soccer team here at UC Davis. Let's talk about the documentary a little bit. You gave us an overview and I wish we had a, a podcast like you were a part of earlier to kind of go more in depth about it because it certainly deserves that attention. Talk about the process of making the documentary. We made one here at UC Davis. It was on Coach Jim Soaker, the legendary football coach. I was a part of that project that ended up being about a 38-minute documentary. And I know how long it takes to put together a documentary. It was painstaking, months and months of compilation. And we were going through historical photos and lots of things we were doing there. In your case, it was more of a documentary with you. It wasn't necessarily a historical look in terms of finding a ton of stuff, but it, it takes so much time and effort to put that together. It does. And uh, it took about six months. So they filmed about 60 hours and it's a 25 minute documentary. Yeah. Uh, they did an amazing job. There's been like 15 different versions and kind of, you know, the, the filmmakers were incredible and in kind of telling my story. Um, but it, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience being followed by cameras for, mm-hmm. you know, a week at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you get used to them being there. And uh, I, felt, I feel really proud of the film. I think that it highlights some of the nuances that we face um, as females, you know, in a male-dominated kind of industry. And um, I think it just does it in a kind of a beautiful story. And it was really, really fun. I'm, I'm happy for, you know, my SF State girls um, to have been a part of that as well. Um, and just share, you know, they get to share in that experience with me. So, and now UC Davis, um, you know, this team, not they haven't seen it yet. Only a handful of the girls yeah. have seen it. So I'm excited for them. At some point, they ask me all the time, when are we going to see it? So I'll show them soon. Yeah, well, you've done the preview and that you've been back at Tribeca. And I know how big that is back in New York. That's huge. I mean, that's Robert De Niro. That's yes. the best of the best back there. What was that experience like? It's It was pretty amazing. Uh, not going to lie. It was definitely, it's been really cool to go to the film festivals. Yeah. Uh, there was one in San Francisco this Saturday that was a women in sports film festival. Uh, that was amazing and it's going to be in the Napa Valley Film Festival, which is another really big one um, next month. And it'll be in Miami at a soccer expo. It's been actually it's going into Athens and Greece um, next month for a big uh, women's soccer summit. So there's lots of things coming up. But yeah. uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride, like I said, trying to navigate all of this and figure out um, you know, where my priorities are. And you know, obviously UC Davis is number one, so I've had to turn some things down. But uh, you know, it's been, I'm so happy that I'm here and it was a pretty cool experience for me to go through that and now to share it with the team here. Sure. And it's a great platform for the university with you mm-hmm. representing that as well. What is the long-term goal with that? And when could people out here get a chance to see that? Yeah, I think, you know, kind of the next step is really just, it's a kind of a call to action because I think the film in and of itself is really just a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now my goal you know, moving forward is to get in, you know, involved in speaking and getting more women involved in coaching um, and to get more women licensed so that we have the opportunity to coach other women. And, um, you know, next year is they're going to just take the film and they're going to embed it in the website, uh, coachthemovie.com. 
um, so that everybody has access to it. But right now, it's just in the festival circuit. So the directors are like, don't send it out yeah, to Yeah, no, I get that. You can't release it too early. I've been through <laughs> all of that. So. I understand that one completely. Yes. So that's awesome. All right, finishing up here, just give us an outlook for the season for your team remainder and, and where we're hoping to go here. Sure, we start conference on Thursday night against Fullerton at Fullerton. So I think we're in a good spot. I think every, you know, regardless of the results, we've learned a lot of lessons and, uh, you know, we're building, we're getting better every game. Uh, and we obviously want to peak at the right time. So this is going to be a tough weekend on the road, uh, but I think we're going to rise up and, you know, we need some players to step up in big ways. We've got some injuries, unfortunately. Uh, to some of our key players, um, but I think that we've got a lot of depth and I have a lot of faith in our team moving forward. Um, I think that they will rise up. I think they will step up to the challenge, and I'm excited to see them battle. There's nothing like, you know, playing under the lights, um, opening up conference, so I hope, um, you know, that we that we bring it, and I think we're going to have a successful uh, run, you know, for the conference playoffs. We want to be in the top four so we can compete to get into the NCAA tournament. Fantastic, and the next chance for fans to see your team at home. Uh, we play next weekend. We play Santa Barbara at home on Thursday and Cal Poly at home on Sunday. Okay, the doubleheader with the Central Coast teams. That's always right. want to beat the Gauchos and uh, always want to beat the Mustangs as well. They, they have rich soccer programs down there. They you know, do. People don't realize that. That's a big matchup in soccer between Santa yes. Barbara and Cal Poly. Absolutely. Yeah, so. and now with UC Davis. That's right. Tracy, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. That's Tracy Ham, women's soccer coach at UC Davis. We'll take the break, come back. Coach Hawk will rejoin me. Scott Barry's here as well. We'll preview the game on Saturday as the Aggies get ready to take on the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. This is UC Davis, Bud Light Coaches Show on Sports 1140 KHDK. The Grant Napier Show with Doug Christie. If you're asked to throw out the first pitch, get your butt on the bump. Walk up the dirt, put that foot on the rubber. Who's standing on the grass? I just uh, saw Bobby Jackson's video of throwing out the uh, first pitch at the River Cats game. Standing on the grass. Uh, Bobby, you are Get better on the than bump. that. I mean, what are we doing here? Get on, on the mound. <laughs> Be a man. Let's walk up there. Grant and Doug, weekdays from 3 to 7 on Sports 1140 KHTK. We do sports. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp Code Football Edition. This is how you say, game tonight, bring Bud Light. Fantasy fees are due. That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light, crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Our good friends at Jiffy Lube are kind enough to sponsor our Pro Football Pick'em Challenge this week. Jiffy Lube, they got you covered this fall for brakes, oil changes, batteries, tires, and more. Visit them online at jiffylubeca.com for valuable coupons today. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lounge. Frosty 29-degree draft beer served by a beautiful Twin Peaks girl during the upcoming pro and college football season. Come try the new spicy and savory pork loins or smoked pork cubano. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views located on how. Vince Lombardi's said winning isn't everything it's the only thing if he was this intense on a game how do you think he felt about something as important as his retirement when it comes to your retirement if you aren't winning you are losing 
Want someone managing your money that is focused on the keys to success? Give Peak Financial a call, pound 250, and say the keyword money. For the sake of your retirement, please make sure you are playing to win. Peak Financial, or visit the website, peakfin.com. This is Sports 1140 KHDK. We do sports. Welcome back into the Bud Light UC Davis Coaches Show. Final segment here from Woodstock's Pizza in downtown Davis. We've had a good show. Great to hear from Roland O'Cansey, Will Martin. Great to hear from soccer coach Tracy Ham as well. Dan, every time we say it, it's the broken record, but two more quality guys on the show this week and Roland and Will. It was great to hear from the linemen this week. Well, they're Davis guys. Uh, Roland has an amazing story. He His does. parents are from Liberia. Yeah. Uh, he did a, a little Liberian English for us, which was cool. What a great kid. Uh, Will Martin, I was telling Scott, is sort of interesting because two years ago he started for us at center and then he got hurt against San Jose State last yeah, year. Yeah. And so Connor Pettit came in and then Connor Pettit got hurt, so he's back at, back at center. Uh, really fun to watch these guys grow up and mature. Uh, I'll tell you a little inside story. It's obviously not inside when it's on the radio, but... They kind of called him the ginger destroyer for a while because he had yeah, the kind of the I typical red-headed uh-huh. temper yeah. a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it's been really cool to watch him grow up. It's a fun part of coaching. Yeah, it's great to talk to both of them. And, and, Scott, obviously it's great to see them every week as well. They do a great job on the line. On the D-line? Yeah, Roland's fantastic. And yeah, the no, whole line in no, terms no. of disruption and pressure and everything yeah. else. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean um, – if you look at look at the Cal game, you look at the North Dakota State game, uh, they were great against the run. Um, had their hands full this last weekend, but that's a great group, great group of guys. Absolutely it is. All right, Coach, we're going to talk about North Dakota um, coming up here. I just want to quickly, obviously it's been a big topic of conversation, particularly here in California with the, the college athletes mm-hmm. and what Gavin Newsom has just signed in terms of players being able to get compensated for some of the things that they're doing. It won't take place till 2023 in California. Obviously, the NC2A is saying they're going to fight that. Your thoughts, Coach, on that? Do you have any at this point? I think this has been coming for a while. Uh, I do think on some level, I'm, I'm kind of always for the players. I, I really am. But uh, what I would also say is this is <laughs> You have such a wide spectrum, and there's such a big difference between an SEC school and a Big Sky school or a Big West school. Um, And everybody always wants to throw us into the same basket, but there's a lot of little subcategories in there. I think there will be a lot of tweaking to figure out how it works best for kids and departments, and they got a few years to figure that out. Um, But let's be honest, guys. If if you're at if you're at Clemson and Dabo Sweeney is getting paid, yeah, ten million a year, ten million dollars yeah. a year to play football, yeah, and you're a prime suspect of the marketing for that school, should you not maybe get a little something? Um, so that's where I tend to kind of go. Well, you kind of got a point there, but obviously that's not always the case yeah. in all the other leagues, and so you have to factor that in there. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I say. I'm for the players. I do think the transfer portal, I think the more opportunities, because I've said before, coaches can leave, ADs can leave. Why can't players leave? Mm. So I think there needs to be some equity in there and some sharing. And I hope the NC2A continues to work and be student-friendly and try to figure out opportunities. And, you know, the reality is if we're UC Davis, they probably want a Scott 
Barry jersey. They probably don't want a Dan Hawkins jersey. So that might be hard for my ego to handle. But, hey, Scott Barry could get something out of that. You know, my jersey had, like, baggy sleeves, and it wasn't cool with the cut and the pipes sticking out and all that. So I doubt well, if we're anybody. Day, I, I'm not big. in the top ten of quarterbacks ever played here, if, if you ask me. So I think they'd want a Ken O'Brien jersey. They'd want a Ken O'Brien jersey, probably, yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, this topic, because I have had two entirely different conversations with people. A guy at the soccer game, my daughter's soccer game, came up to me, and he's a U of M guy, went to Michigan, you know, knows I played, you know, way, way back in the day. And he's going off, oh, they get an education, they shouldn't get right. any money. Why are they getting any money? And I'm like, what does, what uh, you know, Nick Saban make, $12 million a year? I mean, me, I, I want coaches to get paid, but maybe a coach makes $2 million. I mean, school's so expensive. Yeah. Does he need to make twelve? And that doesn't. And he's on commercials, so that doesn't count all the commercials. And so, the um, the other conversation I had was with my dad, who thought surprisingly it was a good thing. But then I listened to talk radio this morning, driving yeah. back from the mountains. It's been the only thing we've been talking about, it, or one of the yeah. only things we've been talking about at eleven forty. And, and it wasn't. I I was listening to your show, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was that's... a Reno show. I listened to the Reno game driving up to the mountains, but the guy was saying that. Anytime you enter the new land of players' rights, it's always met with resistance. If you go back to free agency or whatever, you know, it's been in the past. And so there's always resistance to it. I'm not sure what it looks like, though. I mean, you know, somewhere along the line, someone gets a check from somebody. But is the, it from an advertiser? Or, like, what is that? I think that's the Wild West of it, right? Well, like, they, they, have a, they have a few years, obviously, to explore yeah. those options and figure them out. And they'll work with them. And it will never be perfect. It's like a rule in football. They try to figure out the targeting or the halo with a punt returner. You, you tweak yeah. it. No, that wasn't quite right. Let's move over here. But I think the premise of it is, is a good thing. I do. Yeah. Now, how do you work around all that stuff? But truthfully, that's going to be for a lot of those other yeah. people to worry about. Because we're not getting $45 million TV contract yeah. right. at UC Davis. So uh, they play in the uh, baseball game. Yeah. It, it'll get Washington, litigated, right? Yeah. It's going to get litigated, right? Yeah, There's gonna be, I mean, I see Kevin Blue sitting over there, and he probably knows. I'd love to hear what he thinks as an administrator about Let's this. Let's get him up issue. here right now. Should we put the headset no on camera? I don't go. think he wants to at this point right now. <laughs> I think he wants to pass for this week at least. And it gives us a chance to segue because obviously it's just the beginning of a very long-term debate that's going to take place over the next I will years. say this, though, yeah. Scott. I was at Colorado, and the young man from Northwestern who first you know, was trying to yeah. push the unionization of yeah. it, he's from great kid, really good kid. And I felt bad. He kind of took a lot of heat just for trying to uh, make a stand. But one thing I was telling our players at the time, I said, so you understand, and this is true, like even for us, we get taxed. This gear that we get, yeah. we get taxed on it. So when you're a player, are you going to pay ta- Are you willing to pay taxes on all that stuff? And I know at Colorado, I was kind of going, okay, when that foot specialist comes in, are you willing to pay taxes on that extra right. benefit? Uh, what about the flight? What about all the gear that you get? And they, they're sort of looking yeah. at me, and I go, well, there's a give and take here. So if you're going to get paid, then there's this thing called taxes. Yeah. So, but I think all that stuff will get worked out, and they'll they'll figure out how that works. But unfortunately, like I said, you that's that's probably a situation yep. that schools a lot farther east and a lot farther south are going to have to uh, mitigate. Yeah, no doubt, it's a much bigger concern for the Alabamas of the world. All right, let's talk Saturday. Big game. It's always a big game. Biggest cliche ever to say big, biggest game. I know that, Coach. But North Dakota, it's another Midwest team, smash-mouth football. They, they get after it on both sides of the ball. 
I have a lot of respect for Bubba Schweigert, their coach. Uh, he's been around for a while. I really like the guy. Very competitive. Uh, I felt bad for him two years ago when they came out here because they had a very fine football team, and they were beat up. They had the, probably the best safety in the conference, and he did not play in that game. They were a very beat-up football team. Um, so they had to play in a snowstorm last week against Eastern Washington. I think it's been tough for them to kind of figure out maybe who they are. Uh, but they do a variety of things. Uh, they're going to pressure you. They play hard. Uh, a lot of the guys that they have were recruited by North Dakota State, so they're not that far away. Um, but the reality is, again, we always say this. We, we've got to, like Scott said, hey, can we just fix the turnovers and the penalties? Right. That has nothing to do with anybody we play. That's us. Yep, no doubt. In terms of their quarterback, obviously, Nate Ketteringham played last week. He was injured in the game week one. They've played two other quarterbacks since. Do you, do you have the game plan for all three quarterbacks? Yeah, there are a little bit different, but, I mean, Nate can run as well, and they do like to run the quarterback, and then they have a kid that's really more of a of a wildcat guy, but they'll, they'll run all three of those guys. So you can go a little bit more emphasis on running quarterback, but they all do similar type things, and they will run the quarterback on you. Yep, absolutely. All right, Scott, your thoughts and what do you see the keys? You know what? I mean, uh, I think things we talked about at the top, I, I just for starters, get rid of the turnovers and, and reduce the penalties. Just start with that. Um, if you really look at the way this team is played, there's, uh, I, I mean, flashes of brilliance across the board. If you want to look offensively, the scoring issue, red zone, maybe third down efficiency. Um, but I, I just, we actually did get better at that in the game. Yeah, did. Third yeah, down yeah. Was, was good yeah. on Saturday. I, I just like to, I like to see that stuff cleaned up and then see what happens. All right. And take care of that. I think defensively, um, there's been moments where the defense was just tough as nails and last week maybe got pounded a little bit. So, uh, maybe it's more of a little bit of a mindset. Um, I don't really know, you know, too many seen opportunities for the offense. I mean, the reality yeah, is in yeah. modern day football, yeah. you have to score points. Yeah. And really, to me, you have to score at least 24. That's kind of the benchmark. Now, we always say half a hundred. We're trying to score 50. But, I mean, truthfully to me, you'd need to be up in the 30-point range to give your defense a chance in modern-day football. With the RPOs and the running quarterbacks and the way – just the way the game's structured. It favors the offense. Therefore, your offense has to set the pace to be able to cover for your defense so they can play the brand it takes to win. Three downs and out and shutting them down and total defense – that's out. Yeah, those days aren't yeah. here. All right, Coach, thank you so much. We look forward to the game on Saturday. Scott, thanks for joining yep. us as well. Again, Saturday kickoff. It'll be a 1 o'clock Central Time kickoff from the Alaris Dome in Grand Forks. We'll have all the action beginning at 1030 Pacific Time right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the UC Davis Bud Light Coaches Show. We thank everybody at Woodstocks for having us, and we look forward to a big game on Saturday. Go Ags! Thanks for listening to the Bud Light Coaches Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and forward this to a friend. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.